I recommend the book Kings, Queens, and Killers, Rules of Engagement to apply the information in this episode to your process. For your copy, go to Amazon.com and type Larry Ife King in the search box. Scroll until you find the Kings, Queens, and Killers book. It will have the purple wavy lines on it. All right, the instructional part of your episode is about to begin. Hey, what's going on? My name is Larry Ife, and this is episode 26. Um, I kind of did the last couple episodes back to back because they're all for the same book, Kings, Queens, and Killers. So I got the book open. It's in front of me. I might also run these chapters back to back to back for you. Um, this one here, like I said, we're in the process now of enjoying life. So we have to keep an eye on everything around us. You know how they say keep your friends close, but your enemies closer? This, this episode here is about the Prince of Darkness, a.k.a. Satan. So use Satan in that same scenario I just gave you about keeping your friends close and enemies closer. Whatever the saying is, I think I just messed it all up. Don't I'm not saying keep Satan close to you like he's not your buddy, but just keep an eye on him. Um, this chat, this is chapter five in the book, and there is a section, the section called um, thrust and parry. It's like a fighting term, like how you thrust. Okay, you thrust, you thrust with your sword, and parry means you kind of make a maneuver so yeah you stab somebody then you kind of get out of the way so they can't stab you back that is how we are going to go about this chapter here i go through about three or four different scenarios and i tell you we show you what he's up to and how you can avoid it once again i talked to you in the last chapter it will take me a while to explain who satan is just like it would take me a while to explain who god is and who jesus is we talked about God already. Uh, the whole Jesus thing, the whole Satan thing, some of the stuff you have to do, you will have to do some homework by yourself on your own. Everybody has a different views on it. You and I covered God a couple episodes back. That's the most important thing to get that understanding. Maybe later on, we'll discuss where Jesus came from or how that came about and Satan and all the other good stuff. But for now, my fellow <laughs> walkers with me in this path of life, um, chapter five, Prince of Darkness. We're going to learn from watching how Satan operates. Okay, so tactic number one that he uses. Um, in the Garden of Eden, he, well, he has a choice of who he tempts. He is very selective. In the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve were standing right next to each other. Or they are right near each other. He started hollering at Eve. He talked to Eve. There's a reason for that. I believe the reason for that is he knew Adam had been talking to God and walking with God for a long time, way before Eve came around. So he couldn't cut into Adam directly. He had to go, he had to go at, he had to approach Adam sideways. He had to go through Eve. That's my theory. So, 
tactic number, tactic number one Satan uses is he knows exactly who to target. If he's targeting you with something, it's for a reason. Um, your defensive maneuver is going to be is going to be to to extend your your history with God, your walk with God. Hey, if it's only been one day, Satan can maybe trip you up a little bit. After a month, it's gonna be harder for him to trip for him to trip you up. After a couple of years, it's gonna be very hard for him to trip you up if you're staying focused. And he may not even try to trip you up directly. He may come at you through your husband or your wife or your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your boss or somebody else and try to get at you. Like he may use your boss. You may have a good day. The boss may say something smart to you and it may mess your whole day up. You know, Satan may be working through that through your boss. I'm not saying your boss is the devil. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> No, I'm not. I'm, do not go saying nothing about. Well, Larry said my boss is Satan. Larry did not say none of that shit. I did not say it. Um, all right, I'll leave that alone. Your defensive maneuver, get some history with walking with God. Understand? So you can tell the difference between somebody trying to mess your day up or between you messing your own day up. Pay attention because you will get targeted. Tactic number two. He understands, Satan understands the power um, that being like God can have. Uh, if you remember in Genesis, near the creation story, we learned that God built us in his image. We are powerful beings. If you are aware of that connection to God, like we talked about before, that connection you have, that is power, that's absolute power. You are in connection with the creator of this universe. That's power. Satan knows that. He wanted, as a matter of fact, he wanted to be like God. And that's how he got kicked out of heaven. Once again, I can't go into those details. Do some homework for yourself. But that's what got him in trouble. He wanted that power. Your defensive maneuver is going to be this. Um keep on trying to be like God in all your actions keep trying to be like him keep following following the principles of the Bible and building your power up build your energy level up he wants to be like that he wants to take that power away from you he wants you to be weak don't be weak get your energy up get your weight up get your power up um, another tactic he uses is he understands the natural power of attraction and seduction that a woman has over a man and he can use that to his advantage. There is a natural built-in drive in a man to please and provide for a female. Um, There's stories, now I don't need a Bible for these stories, there are stories in real life where guys did some absolutely stupid shit just to try to please a female. Or to have a female. Um, it, tr- trust me, I could go on for the next 80 days about examples of that. In fact, I could I could give you plenty of examples of myself. If if so, you have to understand that. Understand the power. It, it goes both ways. Understand that this is what Satan knows. He knows that a female has a certain way of talking to a guy to get him to do something, just like a guy. Just like a female knows that a man has a certain way he can talk to a female to get her to do something. 
is a natural built-in law of attraction. Be aware of it. Don't get sucked into it. Satan's aware of it. He uses that all the time. Um, like I said, I, you know me with my drug thing. Now, I'm not saying no female seduced me into getting high and getting all my money. Trust me, I gave her that money freely and willingly. Um, so there was no seduction there. But yeah, that's probably a bad example. But anyway, I'll use it. There is a seduction. Can't no dude come to me and try. If a dude approached me like that, he would not get no money. There's no, there's no natural attraction there for me. So a female, it has to be a female to do that seduction. Give me that natural attraction. And the only way a guy would fit in that picture is if he's a dope boy, he would get my money once she gives it to him. I probably went off on a bunny trail. Probably, probably lost a couple of you. But the bottom line is, men and women have a natural um, attraction and seduction. Men have testosterone. We use aggression. Women use women have women have um, estrogen. And they're more seductive. Be aware of that. He may try to cut into your wife or talk to your wife and have her suggest something to you that may not be the best thing to do. Pay attention. Don't get mad at your wife and say, that's from the devil or you're from the devil. Don't do all that. I'm just saying, keep your eyes open. Um... Another tactic he likes to do, Satan likes to do, this is, a, this is the fourth tactic we talk about in this chapter. He likes to test our love for God. He hates God. He really does. He wants to be like God. So he tests our love for God. If you say, I love God, and that's what this whole process is about, is about us loving God and enjoying life according to the Bible, Satan wants to test you. In the story in the Bible, uh, uh, he, he asked God, could he test this guy named Job? And he tested Job. He took all, he had all Job's kids killed. Job lost all his wealth. He got kicked out of the city. He had a disease, all kind of stuff. Everybody left him. I think his wife left him too. In the end, Job stayed faithful to God and God restored all that stuff. He helped him get a new family again and wealth and everything else. I'm not sure if him and his wife got back together, but um, yeah, the rest of his life, he lived happily ever after. Satan will test you just because he hates you. He wants you to just to, to get mad at God. When you get frustrated and you say there is no God or you say, you know, yeah, basically there is no God. And I don't believe in God because if there was a God, why would my life be so you know messed up? If you're saying that kind of stuff, Satan loves it. He does not want you to have a relationship with God. He does not want you to tap into that power, that creativity that you have. He does not want that. So, your defensive maneuver is going to be to, to, to remember that you got your creativity from God, that this universe was built by God, that there's power in knowing about that connection and living it out. Don't let nobody tell you there ain't no God. Don't let nobody get you frustrated. Shit happens. People die, for one thing. What if everybody lived to be a thousand years old? That'd be ridiculous. This earth, there'd be no natural resources here because there nobody, nobody would ever die. And we need all the food and all the trees and nuts and berries and, and cattle. We need everything on this planet if nobody died. I think every year 
like a million people might be born every year. So imagine a million people being born every freaking year for just 10 years. And ain't nobody dying. That's crazy. You got to go, people. I got to go. You got to go. Sooner or later, somebody has to go. But typically, if a family member dies, one of the first things we say is, how could God love us if, you know, my granny died or if so-and-so died? Whatever you do, it's easier said than done when it comes to death, but you have to keep the faith. If not, you, you will give control to Satan and he'll run your life. Just like Adam and Eve gave control back in the Garden of Eden that we studied about in Genesis. If you give, Satan can't just take control of your life. You have to give it to him. So remember, you'll be tested, but stay the course. All right, divide and conquer. Divide and conquer is the next little section I talk about in this chapter. And a good example of that is the church. The church is a place where you're supposed to teach about the Bible. In the Christian church, you have white Christians, you have black Christians, you have Jehovah's Witness, you have Southern Baptists, you got Northern Baptists, you got Black Baptists, you got White Baptists, you got Episcopal, you got AME, you've got Church of God in Christ, you've got Christian Reform, you've got Just Reform, you've got Lutheran, you've got Methodist, you've got Methodist United, you've got just a shit ton of different religions all within the Catholic religion. Now, if I'm, if, if, if my enemy is the church because the church is teaching people about God and if the church is supposed to be building people up and giving them a spiritual base, I want to divide and conquer my enemy. And Satan is doing exactly that. He, he has divided and conquered the church into so many damn factions and it's so split up it makes no sense. I had a Jehovah's Witness come to my house one day and he was telling me something about a birthday party for his grandson or something like that. And I said, no, matter of fact, no, he wasn't having a birthday party for his grandson. I was getting ready to have a party for my son that next weekend. And he was telling me about his grandson. I said, hey, can your grandson, would you want your grandson to come to my birthday party? He said, nope, because we don't celebrate birthdays. But we just got him talking about the Bible together. We was cool for a little bit, but we can, we're not cool enough to for our families to interact at a birthday party because you view the Bible differently. Over one little section, one little story in the Bible, and now we can't communicate. We can't have a personal life together. I mean, not me and him. I'm saying a personal life like he can't invite his kids over or grandkids over, and I can't invite my kid over to his grandkids' house to enjoy a birthday party. Once again, the church is completely divided. The church is not even a the, the, the church does not take a stand on anything, not um, uh, adultery, not homosexual activity, not nothing, not politics, nothing. The church is like, okay, guys, you guys just decide your own laws, do what you want to do. Um, we're not united on nothing. There's no front. The church is united on. Okay, let's talk about politics. Divide and conquer. Legislation runs the country. The Bible is like a, uh, is a piece of legislation. It's rules, it's laws for the kingdom of God work. Um, 
if you have a situation in politics and you have a Republican and a Democrat, they will vote based on what political party they hooked up with, which is pretty stupid. It's, it's, it's divided. The legislation is divided. The, the Congress is divided. It's supposed to be two separate teams. It's supposed to be two different teams, but shit, you're supposed to get together when it makes sense. I believe that people are not paying attention to the Bible. If there's a situation where, let's say, um, I don't want to get into, into politics too deep, but let's say the city of Flint, for instance, Flint, Michigan, their water is thrown off. There's all kind of shit in the water. People are getting sick and everything else. I don't care if you're a Republican or a Democrat. You should know that Flint needs clean water. Get them that money so they can have clean water. But you've got Republicans saying one thing and Democrats saying the other thing and they're each siding with each other. It's stupid. That's how Satan's doing in the church. I believe that's how he's doing in politics. We need to have more people controlling shit. And that leads me to the last section in this chapter about Satan. It's called Control the Mountaintop. There's a concept that there are seven... I can't say a word... It's spelled S-P-H-E-R-E-S. There's seven spheres. I don't know the S is silent. How about this? There's seven circles of influence in society. Religion, family, education, government, media, business, and then arts and, arts and entertainment. That's combined as one right there. Seven areas of influence that control society. This is God's thing here. Satan doesn't like God, so Satan doesn't want God's thing to happen down here. He, we already showed you how he, how he controls religion already. You got the black, white churches, brown churches, Mexican churches. You got, like I just said a minute ago, a ton of churches. Completely divided. When it comes to family, the home life is divided. God said man and woman should be together. You got a man and a woman sometimes. Sometimes you got a man and a man. Sometimes you got a woman and a woman. Sometimes you got a dude used to be a man with a woman, et cetera, et cetera. You have a whole bunch of different combinations. The family is divided. Let's talk about education. Education. If you're poor, you live in a poor area of town, you can forget about getting a good education because the politicians will not let money get to you. Um, a bunch of, but people that have money tend to spring up these little private schools. I think they're called charter schools, stuff like that. Um, Education system is completely divided. When it comes to the government, I'm not going to go there. I'll be here for the next, once again, I'll be here forever talking about the government, how the government is divided. Media. When you watch the news, I don't even watch the fucking news no more. If you watch the news or listen to the radio, let's say you watch the news. That's time from 5 o'clock to 5.30. That's when most people watch the news or in the morning. But let's say they watch the news from 5 to 5.30. The first thing they're going to tell you at 5 o'clock is who died, who got murdered, who got raped, who got killed, who got brought back to life and killed again. What dog killed, how many, you know, a, a pit bull killed three kids and then they'll show you pictures of the kids and the, the media is constantly telling you all this murder and mayhem so you think that the world is just fucked up and a horrible place to be and you, believe, you don't think that a better guy can exist because these media companies have to make money. They have to have stories. Every day at 5 o'clock, from 5 o'clock to 5.30, they have to have stories to tell us. 
to attract us. And what do we do? We love this stuff. Oh, so-so got killed. And in the last five minutes, hey, congratulations to little Johnny. He got all A's on his test today. Isn't that just wonderful? And check out this picture of these puppies. They're just adorable. Shit. By the time they show us those pictures or talk about little Johnny or those puppies, we're about ready to fucking kill ourselves. You know what I'm saying? We need people in media that aren't into just spreading all this disastrous crap. Arts and entertainment. That's like movies. That's kind of the same thing as um, media a little bit, but it's kind of separate. Um, movies. You have movies that are rated PG where people are getting their heads cut off and everything else. It's just, I'm not going to go into the arts and, and entertainment section, but that's basically the same circle to me kind of as media. The very last circle of influence out of the seven circles of influence is business. We already know we've got these big companies that are corrupting our politics. They're buying um, like the FDA. We have companies that pay the FDA millions of dollars to pass certain registrations and certain laws so that they can push their product, even though their products are horrible. They don't give a fuck. They just want to make money. The Bible talks all... See, the Bible tells you all these seven circles of influence, the Bible shows you how to control them, how to control those things, how to work with them, how to do them the right way. Treat people how you want to be treated. Um, there are simple laws we have to follow to control society. The seven circles of influence. If you're in this process with me, I'm ready. To, I'm the, the plans God gave me. I'm involved. I'm going to be involved in, shit, I think all seven of them. If you're on this path with me, path with me, or this process with me, man, the seven circles, take control of one of those mountaintops. Take the lessons you're learning. Take control of one of these mountaintops. I'm going to tell you those seven one more again, just so you got it in your brain. Religion, take control of religion. Number two, family, take control of your family life. Number three, education. Take control of education, whatever you can do in education. If you're a teacher, teach the right way. Do what you can do. If you're a politician and you want to get money to poor schools, do that. Control education. That's number three. Number four is government. Stop arguing about stupid shit and if you're a Republican, just going with Republicans or if you're a Democrat, you vote with just Democrats. There's a thing called humanity that should, you know, it doesn't matter if you're Republican or Democrat. You know, if you see an apple and apple's red, both of you should say the apple is red. Republicans shouldn't say it's red, and then the Democrats shouldn't say it's burgundy. You know what I'm saying? That's stupid shit. One, two, three, four. Number five, media. I just talked about all the chaos. We need people to control the media that don't want to spread all the gossip and the stupid stuff and the waste of time. Just a bunch of nothingness. It's on TV right now. Business. We talk about business all the time. I cannot wait till these God gave me several plans for business. During this process, people, you're gonna see you can do business the right way. You don't have to, you've got these big companies out here who wanna tap into your cameras and look at you. Matter of fact, I probably got somebody from Google looking at my ass right now through the camera. They're just being nosy. They're, they sell your data. It's a bunch of crazy shit. Just make money, enjoy life. You don't have to be you have to take advantage of people who are poor and charge them higher interest rates. Just make money. Enjoy life. This process here, we are engaged in life. That's how Christians are supposed to be. We're supposed to get in there and handle our business. In fact, there was an example in the Bible where some people were doing some scandalous stuff in the church. 
And Jesus went in there and kicked their little tables over and knocked all their money around. He was not playing with them. He's like, no, this I'm not gonna have. This is not what we do, especially not in no church. So, the Jesus life, Jesus is 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 not playing games. God is not playing games. This process here, we gotta find out what you like, to, what we like to do, what we're good at, and do it, and stop playing games. I can't I mean that. That means me too. I can't be getting high and drunk and stupid stuff. I gotta stop playing games. All right. Other than that, that concludes. Um, that concludes the book really right there. There's one more section at the end. Like I said, all the single books I have, they have a chapter called Private Matters about different things. Uh, I think I already mentioned the topics in the back of the of this book right here, but I'll just run it running by you one more time. The Private Matters section in the back of this book, which are essays about different topics. You have one called Cross-Cultural Advantage. That's about following Jesus and not worrying about being black or white or any kind of racial stuff. Just be like Jesus. You don't have to worry about none of that. The other one's called Only God Can Judge Me. The next one is called Sperm, The Ultimate Seed. Yeah, we talked about this. The next one is called A Woman's Worth. The next one is called Contribute with a Conscience. That deals with generational wisdom. What do you pass on to the next generation? Do you pass down hate? Or do you pass down treat people with love and respect? What do you do? Um, yeah, Porn Industry 101. That's another one in there. Yeah, that's the biggest one. Um, oh, and then the last Private Matters is called The Only Habit You Need to Succeed. And I'm not going to tell you what that is right now. Well, I'll tell you. Basically, just follow God's laws. That's the only habit you really need to do. You do that, and life will be smooth. All right. That's the book there. These last three episodes, or let's see, four episodes, whatever it is, we talked about the book Kings, Queens, and Killers. This book, plus the autobiography, are both combined into a thing called a personal development plan. I, I took the cover off these two books put them in the one big book, gave you a bunch of questions, and called it a personal development plan. And there's two versions, a base version and an explicit version. And we will get into that later on. Right now, episode 26 is in the books. And it's based off the book, Kings, Queens, and Killers. We are engaging. We are engaging in life. We're enjoying it. We're taking control of it. We're taking charge of it. All right. I'm at a 26-minute mark. You guys have got me so... I done got so heated and mad talking about this stuff. <laughs> talking about the media and they stupid asses. Oh, boy. All right. I can't even go downstairs and watch the news now because it's going to be full of just stupidness. All right. I love y'all. Even though I don't even know you. I got love for you. The Bible's all about love and respect. So I got love and respect for all of you. And your business. Episode 26 is done. Episode 27 coming up next. I think it will be about the personal development plan. I'm not sure, but when I know, you'll know.